What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Chris DeSellums, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in, say hello. Welcome back. Good. Uh, how are you, Chris? Pretty pretty boring week overall, right? Uh, this might be <laughs> the saddest podcast we ever record. Yeah, um, honestly, that's a great are, point. We are both in like we're down bad. We're down we terribly. In is inferno. Uh, this is like the third. <laughs> this is the thirteenth level of hell. Yeah, and we're, we're all the way here. down. I've I've been here for like the last couple of years. Like I've just kept like getting lower and lower throughout got, the years. Got some highs this year. A few, oh no, 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 this year, this year, like I finally got out. Like I was, I was back oh, in like. I was like, this is cool. This is nice. And then after this weekend, I got just I, – I got punched in the gut, and I'm back down. And they, they put me back down in my place, which is the 13th <laughs> level of hell. And, and just yesterday, you joined me. Yeah, oh, we're, we're fully down there. We're roommates. Like, we're, we're in like there. You, you, you were down bad pretty much all year. Like this is this was a cursed year for the Islanders. Um, like, I, and, I didn't think it could get worse. I didn't think it could get worse. It's confirmed now. This is the series. Like this year for you is what the Rangers series, what the Rangers year was last year where it's like literally, every time, literally every time you're like, it can't possibly get worse <laughs> the rangers does. the rangers went hold my fucking beer and they made it worse and every time like this islanders team you're like it can't get any worse it yesterday does. happens <laughs> oh man well uh, i don't know do you want to do this first or the rangers playoffs uh i mean we can do the rest of the rangers why not we'll we'll i'll put some time stamps for anybody listening to this early on i'll put some time stamps in the on the twitter and in the description so you could hop around if you want but uh there's a lot to talk about a lot of big news there's no way to uh i feel like we're we're doing it injustice either way if we um do one second so they're both big news so it's it's no discrimination but uh uh tell me why are you in the the pits of pits of despair i mean because the rangers are down three <laughs> one to, uh, to a spicy to, pork, team. third roll goaltender louis domingue yeah, that that that's like the toughest part is the fact yeah. that like they're 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 not taking advantage of the fact. And I think Pittsburgh's doing a really good job like on the rushes and stuff and defensively yeah. like like making sure the Rangers aren't getting as quality shots to really protect the Louis Domingue. I feel like they are they understand that like they're fucked. They need to. They need to play like, hard if, defense. Like, even if they win this round, like they're fucked going forward because if as long as they yeah. play a team that has playoff experience, like. Carolina or Boston. It's going to be one of fucked. these. Like teams. they are yeah. fucked. Oh my um, God. Can you imagine Carolina against Louis Domingue? That'll be. They were, they were well, fucking. They were tearing him apart, dude. Pretty much. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, no. I mean, he's fighting so, off shots, but the Rangers just can't get through. He's like yeah. fighting them. You could tell. There, yeah, there are some shots where it's like he's blocking it and yeah. he's falling falls over. over. Like, he falls <laughs> over, and I'm like, dude, come on! Like he put everything he had into that. I'm like, if you just put it, like, and I just, if you had just a little bit better of an angle, I'm like that goes in because he's falling over to block these shots. He is not ready to play these games. He's just getting really fucking lucky sometimes, and he's just getting a blocker on it or a glove, and he's falling over, and then like he jumps back up. I'm like, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not great. I mean, kudos to him. I, I mean, yeah, guys. he's he's, he's gonna him, be but. he's gonna be the talk of the playoffs at least for the first round. Like he stepped in. Cool story. You know, it's a shame that for you that is against the Rangers, but I mean, who fucking else would it be against, man? It's like any any fucking time something like this were to happen, it's like uh, just give him New York. So I mean, last time we recorded, it was I, I was miserable because it was a triple overtime loss that we could argue back yeah. and forth. Like everyone, like it's, it was, I honestly think that is the turning point. Like if I were to, that's kind of like, no, I shouldn't say the turning point. Like, like that was such a 50, 50 shot. And it's like, if that goal counts, it's two, two going back to New York. I'm fine. I'm like, you know what? It's an even keel series. Tomorrow is, you know, a must win. And tomorrow is, it, it's not even a must win. Well, it's a do or die win. It's a must win. The next tomorrow is a do or die win. Not yeah. even a must win. I would say, like, if you get to game seven, game seven is a must win. But tomorrow is a do or die win. Um, but, like, I was miserable after that. Since we last recorded. Uh, that was only a week ago, by the way. That's yeah, hard to the, believe. The Rangers, I mean, and it was like, the thing about it, and I was talking to one, of, I was talking to my, 
my boss today about it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if I'm I'm pausing in between. Me and Kevin, we got we got a parlay going, and we got Boston Carolina over. We need some and, goals here, man. We're, yeah, halfway, we, we're we, over halfway we, through. We, 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 we need a goal right now. We need a goal right now. <laughs> But I mean, like I was talking to my boss about it before I t- jump into like these other games. Um, if you if you just look at um, each of like if you look at each game, game one, you get a goal, you get a goal, a controversial goal, goalie interference. Did it? Was it goalie interference? Was it not? I just don't think the NHL has a definite rule about whether it is or not so the, the rangers got fucked on that whatever you lose that game that's a close game sure you were up to nothing at a certain point you blew a two goal lead you, you you're down three two you tie it up three three and you lose in 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 triple overtime yeah that was anyone's game in the overtimes the first one the second one the third one unfortunately just, <laughs> it just didn't go the all right. of them. <laughs> it was it was anyone's game game two the rangers come out they pump the the, the penguins Oh, we got a goal, baby. Let's go. Carolina, baby. 3 nothing. That better count. There we um, go. Seth Jarvis gotten with the – speaking of, honestly, random correlation that we're just going to throw out here. Uh, Seth Jarvis was picked with the 13th overall pick that Toronto traded for them to take Patrick Marlowe's contract. So that worked out quite swimmingly for Carolina, I will say. And he Marlowe and, 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 and you're, yep, you're bringing yep. that up on the day you're retired. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's why full it's circle. full circle. Anyway, that was your fun Carolina Hurricanes tidbit for the day. But continue. So the Rangers come back and they, they, they pump the Penguins next game five to two. Like, wasn't even close. Like, they were just a, a much better team. They, they looked fantastic. The next game was very tough to watch, very exciting to watch. And then it just got, went downhill in the third period. Yeah. Because, they went down. I think they they the Penguins scored first because Patrick Nemeth, um, who is having a horrible playoff series. I mean, he's got four he's got four penalties in four games. He's a minus four on the series so far. Um, Only two more years to go. I didn't. Oh, they're probably going to buy him out or bury him. There's no. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, Chris Drury. If Chris Drury's watching this and has any say, he's he's like got to be. Like we always say though, don't underestimate the stupidity. Oh, that's the that's man. that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. You're using my own logic <laughs> against me. Um, damn, I've, I've been foiled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope for um, your sake you're right. He's terrible. I feel uh, yeah, bad dude. for the guy, but he's pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if he just if he just goes, you know what? I'm I'm I I can't play anymore. I'm done. Like that that's best case scenario. If he just retires, like he's got too much money on the table. I'm not retiring for that. <laughs> There's only six mil on the table. It's not like it's- <laughs> oh yeah, that's yes, yeah, nothing for, for for him. It's nothing. You can get a better deal somewhere else. <laughs> um, but like because in that, in that third game, they're down four one going into the second period, and I'm like, this is fucking miserable. But then the Rangers do this insane comeback. They come back. Yep. They, they fight. They claw their way back into that game. That second period was so fun to watch, and it was funny because. The Penguins got gifted a goal because Nemeth knocked the goal off the bearings and the puck crossed the line at some point. Or yeah. And then the Rangers had the same exact thing happen in the second period. And I'm like, they have to count that. If they don't count that, I'm I'm rioting. I'm going to NHL headquarters and I'm not leaving until <laughs> I, I see Gary. Um, <laughs> and then kind of cuffs. And then and then it was just you know the, the score and and I think the ultimate point I'm trying to make in these first three games is that the the. You know, the 4-3 loss, that was a triple overtime loss. The seven goals that got put on in the third game. You take away the two empty net goals, that's a 5-4 game. The only the Rangers only lost that game because Georgiev let a softy in. Like midway through yeah. the third. Th- th- those other two goals, those were empty net goals. There's like, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to oh, let the optics. the Heinen goal. I forgot. Yeah, like Heinen scored and then there was two empty netters. So it's like. You know, if you take that out of the equation, the Rangers were in that game. They they fought their way back into the game. Yeah. Yesterday was the worst game the Rangers played that in the was, playoffs. That was it, bad. They, they what showed, I saw, it was terrible. They showed absolutely no heart, no passion, no drive. Like, like there was nothing there. No one came to play. The only guys who came to play were uh, Laugh, Kako, Heedle, and Miller. Schneider a little bit here yep. and there too. Those were, trend. <laughs> like those were the only guys that came to play yesterday. And and then and then it just, it just sucks because Gallant makes a comment today um saying that, you know, he needs the 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 guys who helped win games all year, these vets, they need to they need to lead the way for the young guys. I'm like, 
Motherfucker, the young guys have been better the entire fucking series. They have outplayed everyone that's playing above them. It's like Panarin doesn't look that great. Zabanajad is a ghost. I couldn't even tell you what he's done besides suck. He's been terrible. Kreider's been a ghost. Been, after been game a ghost. Um, Strom hasn't been that great. Cop's been all right, but not the best. Vetrano isn't doing much. I mean, he, like, and and guess they're all scoring here and there, but it's like they're not do they. You're not gonna. You need to get more out of these guys. Like Panarin should be having multiple, or at least a two point game here and there. Um, yeah. It, what it's they're just, paid it's just, and what they did in the regular and, season. And then, and then every time it's like you know after a power play, after the Rangers power play, or after a penalty kill, it's like Gallant throws out the fourth line. I'm like, that's not gonna gen- like you got the kill. Why are we throwing these guys out? I get it. Like your best guys or your penalty killers or your power play guys, like they need a break to before they get back out there. But it's like. Throw the kids out there. Why? Why not just throw the kids out there? It's like th- that's better than throwing uh, Kevin Rooney, Dryden Hunt, or, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Brzezinski now, and and Ryan, Ryan Reeves out there. It's yeah. just it's just been miserable. So um, yesterday was the worst, um, and I and I can't even say it's the worst game of hockey I've seen them play because a few weeks like <laughs> before the period before the season ended, they had a period of hockey where, or uh, it was either a game or a period where it was like they just looked disgusting like they just genuinely looked like they didn't give a fuck about what was happening um and that's kind of what happened last night i mean like you, you go up one nothing you you get a, you get scored on fairly soon after that and then it was just like the two goals in 24 seconds was just a defensive breakdown by everyone i mean no yeah. one was ready for that to happen igor i mean Igor seemed like he was shaken up, or or he's just he seems rattled by everything. It's I was like, gonna say you got to mention that. I mean, the guy's given up six goals in two straight games. I'm not saying it's his fault. It's obviously that's not. The, and that's the but, point. Like, like it's not your starting his... goaltender and your superstar goaltender to make an extra save or two. Like he has been all year. Like what was his expected goals above average? Whatever it was, like the, that little fancy stat. He's saving like four goals more a game than he did in the regular season. So is that just catching up to him? Maybe, right? I don't want to say it is because the thing is, it's a lot of deflections. A lot yeah, of these goals no, are, are are defensive breakdowns, deflections that he really has no chance of stopping because these pucks, they're they're getting shot really hard and he's blocking them with it with his with his pads, but the way the the way at which these shots are hitting his pads, they're bouncing off going right back to guys. It's not like it kind of hits the pad and you got a defenseman there to kind of swat it out of the way like they're going by the defenseman or the, the or we got defensive guys who are just completely out of position and you see a penguins player just just ready to go cuz they have a wide open net now at this point because Igor is stretching himself out to make a save. Um it, it just it, it's the team in front of him needs to play better because he mm-hmm. dragged our asses to the playoffs. And it looks like they're going to go out sad. Tomorrow is yeah. an absolute do or die win for New York. I mean, it's like obviously yeah, all, it's all three of them are. <laughs> yeah, it's like point. you know, and and it's like even if the Rangers lose tomorrow, it's going to suck. But if they lose, I'm fine with it because they didn't deserve to win this series based on uh-huh. how they've been playing. But at least if you lose tomorrow, at least go down Give with a fight. fight. Don't fucking roll over and die like you did in game four. At least try to fucking if you go to, if you're down four one after one, at least try to make it a four three game after three. Yeah. Try your fucking hardest to or a five three game. Just try to stay in the game. Or if you're or if you're winning the game, don't let your foot off the fucking gas. Bury people. Shots on that. Just fucking do everything you can to just keep rifling pucks at Louis Domingue. I mean, it, it, for God's sakes, it's Louis Domingue. The guy was making TikToks all year making food. He wasn't <laughs> even ready to play when he got thrown in. He was eating food. They were like, oh, shit, you're in. It's it's insane to me, and, and, it's, and it's inexcusable, and it's and – it's, it's, and I wouldn't even say – like, it, there's a lot of fault for a lot of players, but someone who is not – at least for a lot of Rangers fans, Rangers fans, obviously like they're just kind of like, they're angry at the players right now about what's going on. But I'm like one person who's kind of getting away with all of this that needs to receive way more blame is Gerard Gallant because he doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. Like he's just, and it's, and it's, has he done much besides take Vegas to the final that year? I don't think he has. 
No, and it, it's nothing like, against it, the guy. I'm not being. I can't even talk about the situation right now. But like, besides that one year, all of his times coaching in Florida. This is such a small sample size with the Rangers. I don't really. They would think too deep into it, and I think he was with Montreal maybe before that. He's assistant coach for a while, but like, I don't know how much playoff success he has. Is I wonder if it's just something. Of, I, I, it's too small of a sample size to think about, but I think it's something to have in the back of your mind, right? He's just, he's just, he's just, he just. It's almost like I don't know the 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 def, it's the definition of insanity with him. It's just keep mm-hmm. continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again and expecting there to be a different outcome. It's like you you see you see the way Nemeth's playing. I mean, he is actively just bad out there. Anytime he's on the ice, I'm like, I hope Sid's not out there. I hope Malkin's not out there. I hope mm-hmm. literally anyone on the Penguins isn't out there because as soon as they see that number 12 is out there, they're foaming at the mouth to get into the Rangers zone because they know we could skate by him. And I texted my bosses today too. I was like, <laughs> a traffic cone right now would be better than Patrick Nemeth because he's been that atrocious. I mean, and I texted you this. I don't even want to say he's getting close to he has in this playoff series reached Libor Hayek levels of bad. Big statement, man. Like, and and I can't stand watching <laughs> Libor Hayek play hockey because when he's out there, it just he just looks like someone who doesn't know that he's playing hockey. He's just like, <laughs> I don't. I'm just. He's literally just skating around doing nothing. Patrick <laughs> Nemeth is not even skating around doing nothing. He's skating around and just actively making the team worse. I mean, like. <laughs> He he's just like and and it's and, and you know what if if you if you don't like me and you want to go back and you listen to the podcast when I was like oh they signed Nemeth it's whatever you know I think Colorado fans we I'll eat yeah. crow on that I'll fucking I will happily eat crow on that and I will <laughs> jump on Colorado's bandwagon if they want to continue to trash Patrick Nemeth I will <laughs> I will join the front lines I'm eating crow on that take that was. Hand I do up. remember that. I, I forgot about up. that until you mentioned it, but yeah. Hey, I'm a man of honor. Um, I got to hold myself accountable when I have bad takes, and that was one of them. Understandably. Um, My but, personal thing with the whole series is I I think with a playoff series like this, we kind of talked about at the start of the, start of the season, right? If the Rangers make the playoffs, you know, you get there, you get that experience, you kind of like battle with it. It, it does concern me how much they're kind of rolling over, especially the veterans, because this is a series as a young team that you want to have, especially with Kreider, Zabanja, Panarin. It's a good core. Truba, haven't heard much about him. You want you guys to kind of like be a, a tough – it's still possible. It was only one super bad game, so it's still possible. You want to be a tough at least six game out. Seven games if you really play well, but you need to be a tough six game out. And if it's a I would be happy if they lose in six. Yeah, if you play hard these next two days, two games, excuse me, you're you have something to go home and be proud of. And be like, hey, we didn't expect to be here. It was a, it's unfortunate result because you're the higher seed, but you understand it's tough. The Penguins are experienced, but you need to play well these next two games, like you mentioned, so that we save some face, especially with how bad the veterans have been. I think um, they need to just be better. Simply, yeah, it, they need to be better. And I think if you want to look at it in a positive light and put a positive spin on everything and not be so super negative, um, one positive is that um, the kids, like I've said, the young guys look good. Um, (laughs) They have actively been the best players on the ice. Whenever they're on the ice, they are doing things. They're making things happen. Um, So I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the effort that they're putting, uh, they're, they're putting out there and it's, it's good experience for everyone. I think that, you know, for all the vet guys and for all the young guys, you know, you got your first taste in five years with playoff hockey is like, you know, you might've forgot what it's like, but it's a whole, we're, we're, you're, it's a, it's a wake up call to everyone on this team yeah. that the playoffs are a completely different animal. Yep. They are a completely different, it's different games. It's different rules. It's, it, it, it's, it's even more elite than regulation NHL. If regulation NHL games are the top, if the NHL, just a regular season, is the top of the hockey world, like you want to play in the NHL, the 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 playoffs are a step above that, and they're like, that is not even regulation NHL games. That's yeah. a whole different fucking, that's S-tier shit. You're playing A-tier shit. This is S-tier. Like, 
it's it's just like I, and I and I just hope that everyone's learned from and, and again I'm 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 gonna root for the obviously I'm gonna root for the team I'm gonna hope that they win game five I'm hoping that they can they can force a game six and maybe there's a little bit of drive inside of them to say hey man wh- why not force a game seven why can't, why can't we win why why don't we shut everyone up in Pittsburgh when they're chanting Igor and shove it down their throats. And get get the game seven because we're back at the garden. If we get the game seven, we could win the whole thing. Like that's the effort I'm hoping that a lot of these guys and a lot of the the uh, uh, the captains in the room and the leaders yeah. in the room they're, they're forcing upon everyone. We'll see what happens. But again, the positives that we're we're getting out of this are that the young guys have looked good. So you know going forward. And it was like we got a taste of this when when Kako was in the, the play in series uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. It was like he was the best yeah. guy out there back then. He's been around that long, by the way. That's kind of crazy. That was his rookie year. That's great. Like that's the craziest part. Um like he looked great then. He's looked great now. So it's like if there's at least one guy you can count on in the playoffs, it's Kako. But you know, Heedles looked good. Mm-hmm. Laugh has looked good. Miller's looked good. Schneider's looked good. So I'm hoping that, you know, all these guys and, and the, the vets who haven't been in the playoffs the last few years, the Ranger vets that haven't been in the playoffs the last few years, take a lesson from this, you know, um, once they're eventually out and go, we got to be better. And yeah. um, we got to be prepared for the playoffs next time because we we weren't prepared. And, and they got caught with their, with their pants down. It, it, it just... It's been like that game was embarrassing. That game for, I think every Rangers fan, and I and and I've watched almost every game of this. Like I've watched every game of this playoffs. I spent. I was up till I was up till midnight the first night. I cheered my ass off the second game. I sat through every period of that third of that third game. I turned that game off yesterday, and that crushed me as as a fan because, you know, I. It was just like watching a dog or an animal just die in front of you. And you're just like, what is – like, this is the worst thing I have ever seen. Like, yeah. this is terrible. Remember last year, game – it was game five of the Islanders series. They lost eight to nothing. I I that was I think that's the only game in the, the time I've been an Islander fan since I started watching games in, like, third grade um that i turn a game off so i understand the pain it, it happens I was like i turn games pain. off sometimes when especially when they look like shit just so i'm like i mentally this is what's best for me I'm like I, i'm not gonna force myself to watch them just not play hockey but um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of negatives here there's a lot of positives and series i'm just hoping, over series is not over series is de- it's far from over i think with a good game yet tomorrow you Obviously, force a game six, um, and again, you you need to whatever effort, whatever hopefully winning effort you put forward in game five, you can put forward in game six. And if you force a game seven, it's anyone's game at that point. It does smell like a series. I'm not trying to bash on the Rangers. This is just a, a like a common just thread among NHL series is that Rangers play a really good game tomorrow and then lose in Pittsburgh, which would be I mean, and I'd be fine with just, that. That's yeah, fine. exactly. It's just what um, happens. And someone alluded like this is it's very like reminiscent of um like the Knicks last year where it was like they everyone Most. thought they were gonna just like roll over the uh, Hawks and the Hawks just bullied yeah. them for five games. Well, let's hope what happens in the Knicks this year does not happen to you next year. <laughs> no, because they um, tanked. Yeah, that that's also facts. I mean, but hey, if the Rangers do tank, <laughs> next year's a good draft. Next year's a very good draft. Yeah, watch. <laughs> no, you guys, you'll probably get like Bedard or Michkov, and I'll be miserable. But oh, yeah. okay. Well, okay. So while we while yeah, we are not, on, right? while we're on the topic of it, um, the NA and the NHL draft lottery was tonight. Um, no surprises, I think, outside of the top ten, maybe top five. Nobody I would say, moved like, up except for number six, which was our friends to the, well, my friends locally. Your former friends locally, the Rangers and Islanders friends from across the Hudson, the New Jersey Devils, the new wow. Edmonton Oilers. They didn't win first overall. They got second overall in a pretty weak draft. I mean, Shane Wright is a good player. He's and not they're saying he might not even go first anymore. Really? 
They said Logan, Logan Cooley. Cooley's pretty, Logan Cooley's they said pretty he's been good. shooting. He, they said he's been shooting up the. Yeah, the, he, the, he's uh, got like more high end skill. Shane Wright's just like a really good like. I, I'm not saying he's gonna be as good as Bergeron, but like a very good Bergeron esque two way guy who can pot you 75 points probably, <laughs> which is not what I don't think Montreal. I, I don't think there's any way Montreal goes with Cooley, but you never know, right? I mean, if the Ducks get Cooley, yeah. that's a, that, that's they're gonna have Cooley, Hughes, and Heischer. I mean, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I tweeted it, but if you don't follow me on Twitter, I I tweeted that the Devils had to have made some human sacrifices <laughs> in the last like five to six years to get all this luck. I'm like because the fact that it's in 2017, 2019, two first two first overall picks, and then 2022, yeah. three years removed, you're getting the second overall pick. Ooh, I mean, and, and 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 they've been in what the the top ten the last few years too. Yeah, I mean they've been pretty terrible. <laughs> like they they've been just they've been just rifling through through picks in the top fifteen, top ten the last six years. So it's like. They are obviously building themselves up. I mean, yeah, you have to be terrible to get better. Um, we're seeing it with with a terrible a for team's... more than they should have been, probably. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just also just bad management, and bad coaching. Um, but 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 here's the thing: Lindy Ruff is still the head coach there. They have not fired for now. Him. For now, hey, can't can't obvious. But yeah, I understated. He has not been canned yet. Yeah, that is true. And I that's mean, a great transition. If it didn't happen now, uh, before we go into the disaster mode, uh, what happened yesterday <laughs> more? Or, oh my God, was it two days ago now or was it yesterday? It was literally yesterday. It was day. yesterday. Oh, Tuesday. Jesus Christ, it's only Tuesday. You had, um, a, you had, a, you had a rare Islanders, a Monday yeah. Islanders news drop. Well, in the better, I guess it's kind of better news. The Islanders got 13th overall, which they stayed where they're supposed to. Uh, didn't move up 10 spots, but... Uh, We'll see. I haven't done too much looking to the draft. I, I like that letter. It's like a letter Maki guy. He's a Swedish center. And I like Denton Matichuk. I think that's how you say his name. Probably totally butchering it. He's a very smooth skating left-hand defenseman. So we'll probably do some more draft looking when we get closer. But uh, good for the honors for staying at 13. But yes, um, the sad news, the sad, sad news. I can't believe it. Um, for those living under a rock, the Islanders um, – they fired Barry Trotz on yesterday morning. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe I'm saying that sentence. I really cannot okay, believe I'm so saying that sentence. Before we really like hop into it, yeah. I, I'm not. I think I'd asked you on multiple podcasts. Yeah, is there a world where Barry Trotz gets fired this year? And you said no a lot of times. And again, I don't think either of us saw this coming. Obviously, no. but like I honestly was just asking one to kind of like just curiousness because i was like yeah. i was like nhl gms are stupid like this is the dumb shit that gms would do slash also just kind of like just test the waters bust your balls uh, a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah and never did i think i'd be actually living in a world where the islanders would be stupid enough to not and again we all season long for like at least the last like four episodes ago five episodes five episodes ago we preached that this season you could just it's chalk it up to a fucking L. It's it a was fluke. a COVID season. It was a West Road Coast trip, trip season. season. Yeah. It was just a losing streak season. Like everything that could have possibly went wrong with this wrong. season went wrong. And the Islanders still decided to fire one of the top five coaches in the league. I would even say better than, than top five. I think he's a top three coach in the league. I mean, you're right. It's just like they, they, they scraped out a 500 record over five over NHL 500 record. They were close. Like they made at least like an effort to an try effort. to maybe make the playoffs. It was never going to happen, but it's like, they at least were like, Hey, remember the Islanders of, of the last few years? We're they're them. Not, they're not gone. Yeah. I mean, you need another defenseman, but yeah, I mean, I, I there's so much to even get into with this. I'm, we're not, I feel like we're never going to scrape the surface with some of the theories and reasons, but Basically, it came down to Lou Lamorello felt that the group needed a new voice. I'm not, I don't think that's the most ludicrous thing in the world, just based on the fact that it's a really tough system to play year in and year out. He said the he said that the decision wasn't only based on this year, which I think is very interesting. Because if you do look back at the last few years, my dad is a big proponent of this. In 2020, before the Islanders. They were in, I think, like third place in the Metro, maybe second place in the Metro. 
after their amazing 2019 year with Robin Leonard, where they over exceeded expectations. They traded for Peugeot and they were on a tailspin in late March or early March, I should say. And Peugeot came in here. I think they lost six in a row and then the season shut down. And then the bubble was the bubble and they did the play-in tournament and the Islanders were in the playoffs because they were in a playoff spot. So, okay, cool. But you were in a tailspin before that. Next season, 56 games. Would they have, I mean, if you give them another, what is that? I can't do the math on top of my head. 26 games, whatever it is, to get to mm-hmm. 82. Who says the Islanders can survive that long? I mean, who did we play in the playoffs last year? Why am I blanking on the first round? Oh, we played Pittsburgh. So we were third in the Metro. There were teams climbing up on their back. It wasn't the most ludicrous thing. So it did, did Lou Amarillo say, look at these last two years and look at this year and be like, hey, maybe the system isn't built for an 82-game playoff. Or maybe he's just crazy. He's, this is the guy that fired his head coach three weeks before the playoffs when the Devils were in first place. And then he fired the guy two years later before the playoffs. And he fired Claude Julian before the playoffs. He, doesn't, he, he, just, he holds no bars, which um, I guess you can say is a good thing in some situations and is a bad thing in this situation. But I, I genuinely cannot believe they fired Barry Trotz. Um, I don't know where they go from here. He said they need a new voice, so I don't think it's Lane Lambert. Um, I saw you had some names written down. Um, so yeah, so so else. I had so I had uh, on our on our docket of things to discuss. I had a list, two lists. I I, I left the coaches to go after more so for for you. Um, in just the event that maybe there was someone or, or, or options out there that you might have thought of, but I had put a couple there. But oh, yeah, um, the, <laughs> Sorry, some 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 coaches I would say to avoid. Um, and I, and again, if this is just Lou being crazy, I wouldn't necessarily count any of these names out. We never know but, what he's going to do. Clearly. But, like it's just, I'd been, I'm very nervous first and foremost, uh, which has been a joke all year, but David Quinn DQ to NY, NYI. Um, it's been a funny Rangers uh, hashtag that's been going oh, around all, all season long, just because we thought it would be funny. And never did I think actually been here. We, never did I thought. think there's a world where this could potentially maybe even happen. Um, but I think David Quinn is not the answer, obviously, and I don't think Lou is. Uh, who knows what happens there? Um, another person to avoid because, um, and, and, and if this if this person were to be named head coach. Um, I I just want to get out. I want to get ahead of this, Kev, and I want I want to because I'm I'm your friend. Yeah, I'm. And I'm I value done. our friendship. If Elaine Vino is named head coach, <laughs> 2025, the Islanders are the worst team in the league. Yeah, I could or see one it. of the worst teams in the league. Elias yeah. Sor- Sorokin, he wants back out. in Russia. Barzell, not there. Everyone's gone. Like it is gonna be like the peanut, the peanut vendors at UBS are gonna be dressing because that's how bad that team is gonna be. And I don't wish that upon you, as someone who's experienced it. The bad years of Elaine Vigneault, yeah. I wouldn't wish that upon you. Nah, and again, and, I'm, and, I'm, and this is coming from someone who, who again, I called it when he was named head coach of, of Philly. Really I said, did. this is really not going to end well. Like they are not going to be good. And ended worse than we thought also, which is kind of impressive. <laughs> like it was, it got horrible there. Yeah. It's terrible. They are in hell right now. They're, <laughs> like they're legit. They're, in hell. they're with us. They're with us down <laughs> on the 13th level. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at them, dude. Like it's crazy. Um, Another coach that has been fired yet, but I'm talking to my cousin about it because, and and that if you if you're a longtime listener, you, you should, should know what team yeah. we're talking about at this point. <laughs> but another name that would be interesting if he gets canned would be Pete DeBoer, and I'm only saying this because Gerard Gallant got fired from from Vegas after getting them to the Stanley Cups. Yeah, they made the and and like they were they were playoff i think they made the playoffs the next year and then they were playoff bound in that third year like i think they went to to the playoffs that year Uh but vegas um, is ruthless vegas if vegas had a chance to fire DeBoer and hire barry trotz today they would do it they would absolutely do it i feel like yeah i mean like i don't know if they'd go for trotz because it just seems like they are also kind of penny pinchers to a certain extent um uh so it's like i I don't know what what they're what they what they would want to do is but um, like DeBoer if, if Pete also, DeBoer gets fired, is that someone who could potentially land on on New York on the sense. island? It's also it, he was also hired by Lou Amarello in New Jersey. He also was fired by Lou Amarello in New Jersey. I don't like DeBoer. 
I don't like him as a guy. I don't like him as a coach. He just seems very smug. I, he's, he's, he has a reputation of success in some regard with Vegas and the Devils and wherever else he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, my God. I forgot he was in San Jose. But um, he, he can get his teams to the playoffs. I don't know too much about his system, but it's not my first choice. But I, I don't think it would be like threat level zero, like threat level five. Threat level midnight. Yeah, threat level midnight. Uh, if it happens, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be like, oh god, like this is like a, it's not like a, a Quinn, uh, AV, a Babcock hire where I'm like, oh Jesus. Oh, I didn't even put Babcock on the list. Babcock hired by Luero in Toronto. He's currently coaching Saskatchewan. I mean, we all know the baggage. There's the baggage there. Sorry to interrupt your list. There's the baggage with um, somebody Elliot Freeman mentioned that the Islanders could be looking at Joel Quenville, which is a lot of baggage, and I don't think it's the right time. He's a, he's a good coach, though. He's a good coach. He's a good not coach, the, but I not mean, the PR, Not the PR you want. I'm that's sorry. a fucking nightmare. That's a, that's a disaster when it happened. But I think Lou is one of those guys that will do whatever he can to make his team a winning team, clearly, based on these uh, – these circumstances, but uh, I'll let you keep going with your list before. Yeah, and I think to go on your point, the Babcock stuff. I mean, like, yeah, when there when there was openings last year, everyone was like, "Oh, he's he's going to come back to the NHL." I'm like, dude, he literally oh. just took a job in Saskatchewan. I'm like, why would I don't even think he coached a game there before people <laughs> said he was already going to just leave the program? I want nothing to do with Babcock. Zero. Uh, but like, my question is, and I don't know enough about it. Maybe like we have to call, we have to just start cold calling Leaf fans or people in the Leafs organization. <laughs> Is there a potential bad blood between Babcock and Lou Lamorell? Because they're both two personalities where I feel like once relationships, once like their relationship started to turn, I feel like they probably just were like, I I think Dubas fired him though, right? I'm pretty sure. I I don't know. I I think he did. I, I don't think it was Lou. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just yeah, maybe I that that could very well be the case. But I'm just also looking at I'm like, do they have a good relationship? Is there any bad know, blood right? there? Um, maybe so, divorce too. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, okay, so someone else that I put it, I'm going to avoid four for right now. I'm going to skip to five. Someone that I said well, I would also avoid, but I also don't know if he would coach <laughs> is Torts. Like Jesus, he's that would be so- he's like- someone that has also had a lot of success, but he's also mm-hmm. had a lot of failures. And he's a really outspoken guy, and I feel like a lot of guys tend to not like him once, you know, the relationship or the the, the coaching experience has gone bad. I mean, it's not going to be an easy experience for anyone, and I feel like if he doesn't like you as a player, it's tough to really thrive in his system because he will just fucking – he will just, like – Dog you, you and up and treat you. you out. Yeah. And and that's 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 tough. And I, I number five. Well, I, on the before list. you move oh, on, okay, I, okay, I like okay. Ports as a guy, to be honest. I think he's kind of electric, especially in his press conference. Oh, yeah, he's funny. And he does a lot of good stuff outside of the game for the community. But we I need think a, we need a Boston goal here. There's Boston goal? I uh, know we need one. There's oh, a power play right it. now. They got go less back. than a minute. We we need a goal here. I was watching Tampa Bay. I'll go back. Um Torts is the kind of guy. I would give it more. I would give it more of a runway if it was like coming off the Doug Wade era, where the Islanders were just playing like totally maniac offense, no defense. If you wanted to have a hard nosed coach who's tough on his young guys, who's tough on his offensive players, that just values blocking shots and playing defense and playing the trap game, which Torts really mastered in the mid two thousands. Hence the reason he brought the Lightning to the Cup final and won. You should. You could have just kept Barry Trotz. So I don't think that's the. Right, I don't think that's that will be the direction that they're going, quite frankly. I think they'll go a different direction. But Yeah, I don't either. I just think it might be a coach to avoid. Yeah. Um, and then the the fifth person on the list the is... The stars are aligning for this guy, I think. I think he's in. I think he's just showing. <laughs> Didn't even last a full year in Ottawa. He I'm legitimately not... did not last a full year. Pierre Maguire. Yeah. Um, that guy stinks. Yeah. Uh, do I think he would want to jump into head coaching. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I would rather him be a head coach, honestly. (laughs) But, like, I was looking. Didn't he only coach one season in Hartford? Yeah, the Whalers, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, I would rather him be a head coach somewhere because it would be an absolute nightmare as opposed to him being on the ESPN or TNT broadcast. Um, I I would rather, I think, chew on rocks than than watch (laughs) him on any of those broadcasts. But um, 
Pierre is an absolute guy you should avoid. I mean, that is just <laughs> that is just a nightmare waiting to happen. Like that would just that would be terrible. Like what? <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what value he brings to the organization uh, zero. because because he didn't even last a year in Ottawa before they're like, why did we even do this? No, nah, it's not going to happen. So no, it's not. Um, and then I think just uh, two guys that I had for the coaches you should maybe go after. Um, again, Torts, if if that's the that's the. That's uh, floats lose boat mm-hmm. or um, someone that that got fired that didn't get fired left his team yeah um, and it kind of would be weird it would honestly it would be really funny if this happened if Barry ends up going to this team and he ends up yep. going to the Islanders it'd be kind of like a a weird thing but uh, Paul Maurice um, I like this one a lot I really do I think he's a or like a refreshing media guy who like tells it how it is he's a real one and I really appreciate him for that I love his press conferences I would I never ever watch the post games with the players with the coaches and Barry Trotz was a good post game presser I would watch every single one of Paul Maurice's post game pressers but um, he's a good coach he's only 55 which is kind of surprising that he's still so young it feels like he's been around forever I mean he's really up there on the coaching wins rank so like mm-hmm. He's really been around for a while. I like him a lot. I think he plays a similar style as Trotz, but a bit more offensive. So, like, I think it could work. I think he's a good like player coach. I think he's a good guy. I would be, I would be pretty happy if they hired Paul Maurice. Um, and you're right. It would be funny if I think Trotz to Winnipeg if he wants to keep coaching. It's his hometown team. They desperately need defensive structure. He gets to be close to his family after his mother passed away this past year. I mean. That makes a lot of sense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this happens. I'm all for it, kind of. I have a few more names after you mentioned your thoughts on Maurice, but uh, I, I'm kind of for it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think to, to, to echo everything you said, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy that, again, he just kind of left in the middle of like the season. December, and, yeah. But, but now that everything's kind of coming out of Winnipeg, being that, like there's just uh-huh. a, a bad culture there right now, and guys don't want to be there, yeah. and this just doesn't seem like there are guys who want to be playing. If he left because he saw the writing on the wall and was like, the culture does suck here, and I'm not going to waste my time here and coach a shitty team. I'd rather just leave and come back. If Because I feel like he's someone that has to know, hey, coaching opportunities are going to come up once like – june rolls around when like mm-hmm. the season's 90 percent over at this point like you're he's gonna land a job somewhere if he genuinely wants to continue coaching um so i mean like it, it, that 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 would be a great get i think for the islanders yeah, or and i think one. and i think it would be a great get for for anyone who's looking for a coach and i, and I feel like it would be silly for the islanders to not at least Reach out and see. We get four. We're at four. Come on, oh. let's go. Come on, baby, let's <laughs> fucking go. I still need three more. Damn it, Fanduel. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like Paul Maurice. Um, I think the way I see it, um, there's a couple more oh, names. We got we got 16 minutes left. Let's go. That's a lot of time. On. Like right, Jim, Jim Montgomery. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If Boston gets one, maybe they try pulling the goalie to get two early. I can see it. We're so mint. We're so mint. <laughs> well, I, if, even if I don't win, I hope you win. We're uh, so in, baby. I think Jim Montgomery is an interesting one for the Islanders from former Denver guy. He was uh, – oh, Seth Jarvis again. Um, Denver guy. He oh, yeah. He yeah. got for a while. And he got he, fired, right? He got fired. He, he got like – it was like a weird situation because he had like a drinking problem, right? Correct. But he's a fantastic coach. Like he's he an is. unbelievable he's great. coach. He turned that team around because that's really they kind of like they kind of looked like shit for a while. Then as soon as he got in there, they 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 looked yep. fantastic. Because that was because he got fired and that was the year Rick Bonus took over and they went to and the went cup, to the right? Yep. So he had them in real good shape. I, I it depends if he's back and ready to go, but like that's a guy I wouldn't mind. Um there's a couple of other isn't he somewhere right now? No, I don't think so. Um, there's a couple more names. There's this guy over in Sweden. I don't think they go this route, and I'll explain why in a minute. Ricard Gronberg. Um, he's like the Swedish national coach. He's got a sick beard. Um, he's like a silver fox. Um, awesome beard. He's, he's in St. Louis. Coach. Oh, is he assistant coach in St. Louis? Yeah, he's oh, uh, cool. he's an assistant coach in St. Oh, Louis. Good for him. Right so I could see that. Um, I could see Gronberg's an interesting choice. Elaine Lambert seems to be the popular choice, but. Like I said earlier, they I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. They say they want a new voice. So I don't think that's Lane Lambert. Um, I really don't. Like I, I like him as a guy. He seems to be a great coach. 
I think he's just due for an opportunity elsewhere, like New Jersey or maybe Philadelphia. I just don't think it's with the Islanders, but they want a new voice. Um, also, especially because Mitch Korn, the goaltending guru, is also gone. So it seems like they're moving on from a lot of guys, either mutually or they're, the guys are moving on or the, they're firing them. I don't know what's going on. Um, who else do I like? Quenville's an interesting one besides the baggage he comes with. Great coach, not the best guy. It doesn't seem like. Um, uh, there's a. I don't mind. DeBoer is not my first choice. I don't mind him. Um, Paul Maurice, also, I like a lot. Uh, before, sorry. To, it yeah, no, you're quick. good. Um, Montgomery signed a two-year contract in 2020, so technically he okay. could be a, he could be a free agent. He could be someone that maybe is looking for a head coaching job again to kind of maybe say, "Hey, I can, I can coach." That'd be interesting. Look, look, look what I did. I mean, in one in one full season, he coached. He went 43-32-7 with finished with 93 points, which was only fourth in the Central. So the Central was pretty pretty good that year. Yeah. Um, and he lost, in the second round. he lost in the second round to St. Louis, who went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Yeah, I mean, he's a great coach. I'd be for that one. I, I just don't know if he has enough experience. My logic is, is that the Islanders, I think Lou has staked a lot of – Lou has faced a lot of criticism in the last few years because of how he built this team, which could have sank Barry Trotz. Would have happened either way if they didn't win the Cup? Maybe. But putting Chara out there, you have Kolmarov sinking this team – Komarov's contract arguably was the reason he had to trade Devon Taves for two second round picks. And that's looking like an awful trade more and more by the day. Um, I think Lou is taking a lot of his reputation on this move, quite frankly. Like if this doesn't work out in two years and the Islanders plummet, you have to get rid of Lou. So that makes me think that I don't think he takes the chance on a rookie coach or like a, a younger coach like that's Lambert or Montgomery. I think he has to know somebody either through his devil's fraternity, God help us, like John McLean or like Dainey Zubris or somebody random or Scott Gomez, God help us all. I, I, but I think he goes with like a, a veteran coach, like Maurice or somebody like that because he needs to know what he's getting, I feel like. I mean, he's a, he, he, he has his guns and he sticks to them very obviously based on this, but um, I feel like he can't go down that rookie road and, and, and risk it because like he knows that this is like possibly his last shot I think somebody would hire him in, in like an upper management role, but I think this is his last shot as a general manager. So um, I think it's just a really interesting situation. I don't think it's Lambert. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Babcock. I don't think it's like Torts. I don't know. I think Maurice is a great, I think Maurice, I hope it's Montgomery. There's Travis Green's flown out there, the former Canucks coach. Um, I have this Kevin Kerr's article really quick. Um, he's done some great stuff on the athletic. I'll just read out the names. He has eight names. Mike Babcock, Wayne Lambert, Pete DeBoer, Joel Quenville, Claude Julien, another interesting veteran coach who has ties to Lou from back in his Devils days, Paul Maurice, Torts, and one we haven't thought of, which is I'm kind of surprised you and I didn't think of this because we talk about all the time, Rick Tockett. Uh, I, but, but the only reason why I didn't think of it is because like, He's been linked to Philly for that is also very true. He's a Philly. He's a he's a Philly guy. If he's gonna get a head coaching shot again, it's probably gonna be with Philly. But it depends. I mean, like he kind of seems like he's really happy just sitting behind a desk and working once a week. So (laughs) with Biz, I mean, TV's lucrative, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, look at fucking Brady, dude. Jesus Christ, thirty-seven million guys still playing and and is getting three (laughs) hundred seventy million dollars just just ready to go. I think the Islanders, though, yeah, exactly. I, I think they have to go with an, more. I, I, they have to find such an interesting mix because I love Trotz. I don't think they should have fired him. I think he did a lot for the organization, probably more than Lou has. I, I really credit Lou for the stabilization he brought the organization, like firing Snow, firing Wade. But you look at the two biggest moves of his tenure, the, the Taves trade probably, and this firing, it really doesn't paint a good picture of what's happened here, but he's brought a lot of stability. He's brought a lot, a lot of respect. So I don't hate Lou Amarillo. I think he's a great, he's a good hockey mind, but like, I think some of his moves are questionable, but I just wonder like what direction did the Islanders go with their coach? Because Trotz was such a good defensive coach and he clearly didn't work with Barzell and Wallstrom and Bellows too well. So I think you need a coach that will let those young guys go free. Kind of like maybe the Jets did with Shifley and Connor and, 
uh, some of their other younger guys, but also having this defensive structure that the Islanders are so known for. I don't know. You have to find that mix somehow. I don't know. I don't have every, we don't have a read on every coach and what their style is, but like you got to find a healthy medium there somehow. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that I think Lou, there's been a rumors going around online, which I don't think is the most ludicrous thing that like it's been a week or two weeks after exit interviews, about a week, I think week and a half. This didn't just percolate overnight. He talked to the players. He said he didn't talk to the players. He's like, I was gonna this is my say, decision like, this was hundred percent. Yeah. Like he 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 kind of was. I, I don't want to say he went behind Trotz's back and was talking to guys without Trotz knowing, but it, I think it kind of it, it kind of looks good. like that's what happened. Like you know, guys do exit interviews, and he's like, yep. he's call he's calling them whether they're home or he's like, mm-hmm. hey, can you stick around for five minutes? Yeah. I just want to. We just I would like to talk to you about something, and it just and I, I and I, and we'll never know. No, <laughs> if that's the case or not, and then it, it, even if they, even if if he eventually or someone eventually comes out and says like, oh yeah, like Lou talked to guys, and well, that's what not. led that's <laughs> what led to Trotz being fired. You're never gonna even if that gets out, you're never gonna know who you talk to <laughs> no. unless someone comes out and like they if unless like someone like, and I feel like you know a, a lot of people will probably I think you might say the same thing, and a lot of people would probably feel the same way with like Barzal, if mm. he were to eventually write like a tell all book, he'd yeah. be like, Lou talk to me. Like he's That's the right. only guy where I'm like, maybe eventually we find out if he writes this biography. And he's like <laughs> right before Trotz got fired, me and Lou had sat down and we had a real long conversation. And I'm like, all right, well at least we know he talked to him. I think he had to be one of the guys where it's like, Hey, yeah, I, I can't keep playing this system. It's limiting my ability. It's limiting my skill. The game I play, like it's him or it's me. I don't a lot of people were talking shit about Barzell too. Like, like yeah. pundits in the NHL are saying, like, yeah. you know, he's like the type of player he is. You can't like have someone like him who's a very creative player. He does all like when he has the puck on a stick, he is. It's very hard to get it off of his stick. Yeah. You can't have him not one not in like a playoff situation, but like they were just saying, like, he's a superstar. That's not he's like the worst superstar in the league because it's like. <laughs> He doesn't get a chance to really. He's also, yeah, he's limited. He's limited under it. What he sure. can do? Yeah, that's. I that's why I could see like yeah, he just said hey, pick him or me. I think you're 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 totally right. I'm just what was I gonna say? I, it has to be guys it's like that. Yeah, because how old is Barzal? He, he's probably reaching he's UFA status. Twenty four. He's he he oh, has okay. one more. He's younger he's than me. <laughs> he's got one more year, and then he hits. Uh, RFA status again. So he's due for an extension. So yeah, guys like him and Wallstrom and Bellows, like you need to let these guys kind of play free. And it's so tough. I could see, I I could honestly see how I'm just spitballing games. I don't know anything about the situation or what guys think, but like I can see guys like Lee and like Nelson and trying to think who else would fit that system. Like, like a quarter buck would like trots a system is what they play regardless it's a good system for them, but like guys, like we mentioned before, it's so tough at night in and night out to play dump and chase hockey, hit the guys, have your stick in the lane at all time. You can't do anything creative. You just kind of got to go for it. You got to play the team game, like crest on the front instead of like, obviously you don't want to play for the name on the back rather than the crest on the front, but you get what I mean. Two one Bruins, oh, they blew it. Um, but it's tough to play that such a structured game for three straight years Plus, basically another year worth of playoff games. I mean, you play twenty, like twenty-five games each playoffs. Probably going to the eh, maybe like twenty. So that's forty plus another fourteen. You're playing almost another over half a season of playoff hockey in this system. It wears guys down. I think at the end of the day, um, yeah. I think it's the system. I think maybe the guys got tired of it, which is why they need a new voice. But I don't know. I I, I can't believe they did it. I can. I'm not happy with it, obviously. I don't think anybody that's an Islander fan is, but I'm not going to pretend like I don't understand it to a certain extent, right? Like, it has to make somewhat sense. I don't know if it's just like Stockholm Syndrome, but I think that in a vacuum, it trusted a lot for the Islanders, but like, it depends how the next year goes. But like, does it make sense? I don't think we know what percolates inside the room. I think there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's a very, it's a very sad situation because it I feel was bad everything. For like, like you said, yeah, I feel bad for him. And like you yeah. said, it, it, like he kind of, with the way articles and everything came out, it looked like it was 
kind of a, a very blindsided move. Yeah. Where I don't think he was expecting it. Um, That's Lou, man. That is Lou. Does it, and, I think what somebody said is the, the assistance to even now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, nuts. it's all, it's, it's treating Flurry without letting him know levels bad. Where it's like, if it, yeah, you gotta know. let him know it's gonna happen. Or like, I think it was a bit more respectful, but yeah, it's it's still not ideal for sure. No, it's, it's not like a, a like a me like trash and Lou or anything. It's just it, it it's kind of up there in the sense of just like maybe like but the day or two before just be like hey man like yeah we're gonna need to sit down and have a really long we're gonna have to have a talk soon um yeah because i i just i don't know i don't well, he had to know he had to have known it was coming right like there's he had to maybe not you have, know to, you coming. Hope. You he hope. had to have like a little inkling right he's a smart guy i don't know i you feel have like to the, hope man it's been a long talk about it. I'll, I'll come back next week with some uh some, some hopefully some more news some coaching candidates or maybe some more news some some top candidates in my mind i'll pick like three that i want and uh we won't waste any more time this episode talking about it but yeah there you uh, go, what, what, just, what a just, shocker just gave yourself some homework love that yeah exactly we need some house talk for next week but yeah man <laughs> what a shocker uh just thank you i i feel like honor fans has a lot to thank for trots is the last thing i'll say you brought such an identity that i think everybody like fans and players and other people around the league even like adopted like the Islander style of playoff hockey. You could tell people were trying to emulate it after what they did. I mean, it was the Islanders in Tampa. That's what people wanted to play playoff hockey like the last few years. Um, but I think Trotz just brought so much stability to the Island. And uh, the, 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 it was, it was a wonderful, um, was it four years? It was the two playoff runs. This was his. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a wonderful four years. I can't believe it was only four years. Um, the Robin Leonard season, the two conference final seasons, and uh, this one wasn't as fun, obviously, but uh, saw a lot of under history. So, uh, long, long live Barry. Stick taps. Yes, sir. But, uh, uh, I think, yeah. I think, I think um, the like the best way to, I, I think, is with a tweet you liked or someone I follow that's not a fan like mm-hmm. was that you know he came into the organization when it was like at one of its lowest points. Yeah, and turned the franchise around and, and gave immediately everyone, gave everyone a, a reason to to support the team again so yeah. you love that out of, say, out of barry believe with the capital li classic <laughs> classic yeah. um yeah what an no, episode. That, that, oh my god what, what, a, what an episode there's so much going cohesive on. episode i almost oh, tweeted man, we, that this we were on our it. best episode yet we were on it <laughs> we were so uh it. yeah i mean we'll just jump into it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna everyone the number of the week was 68 and it was my turn. I'm not, this guy's got a resume that <laughs> like, so there's only one guy, of one his- guy has ever worn 68 for the New York Rangers. And it's the legendary still playing Yaramir Yager. <laughs> absolute fucking mad lad. Is this um, never retired in New York? No, right? No. Okay. Um, just just gonna read off his his he's two time Stanley Cup winner, uh five time Ross winner. Low, 98, 90, two time cup winner seems a little low for him. That's still pretty damn good. He, I mean, yeah, he only he only won those years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, never, that's never crazy. got back or yeah, never won after that. Uh so yeah, two time cup winner, five time Art Ross winner, ninety eight ninety nine Hart winner, fifteen sixteen Bill Masterton winner, uh ninety ninety one NHL all rookie team, eight time all star and three-time uh, Ted Lindsay winner, um, you know, was able to wear 68 every every um, every year he uh, he played. So uh, started at a career 90 to 2001 for, for Pittsburgh. Oh, let's go, bro. We're five. Oh, we're five. That was, that was huge. Come on, bro. <laughs> Let's go, Bruins! You need one more. I need two more. Let's go! Let's go. Come on, Come on fucking bro. goalie, pull Swayman. We need another Bruins goal. We need another Bruins goal. We got time, baby. We got fucking time. Oh, that's a nice goal. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> stupid video. Have you seen that stupid video of the guy outside? With the, the I fucking love that video. <laughs> that, video. That, is one so of my, that is one of my favorite videos of all time. He's just in the middle of the street slapping it's the street so with his thing. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Bruins, <laughs> host of Brimmer's cap. Bruins, Bruins. Christ, we're gonna get sued by Barstool. Oh fuck. Okay, back to back to talking about Yager. 
He was with the Caps from 01 to 04, Rangers from 03 to 08. Um, I, I, this is this is all hockey reference, so fight them on the years. Um, Flyers 11-12, Dallas Stars 12-13, Bruins in 12-13, Devils in 13-15, uh, Panthers 2014-2017, and the Flames 2017-2018. I forgot he was what the Flames. I thought, I thought his he last like, year was with Florida. Yeah, he played like... 22 games for, yeah. for, for Calgary. Like um, one goal. But, I mean, yeah, he played a shit ton of games. He played most of his games in Pittsburgh, but played a bunch of games in New York and Washington and Florida. He played a lot more games in Florida than I thought he did in the three years he was there. Um, in total, 24-year NHL career, 24-year uh, NHL career, which is fucking nuts. That's insane. Um, played in 1,733 games, which is, I think, the same amount of games that Marlowe retired with, is going to retire with. I'm like, pretty sure um 766 goals not a big deal uh 11 1155 assists not a big deal uh finished and he finished with 1921 points just a about 80 79 points shy of 2000 so um huge uh his best some of his best years were in pittsburgh i mean he went on he went on a tear in pittsburgh i think uh from 1997 to 2001, uh, 97, 98, he finished with 102 points. Jesus Christ. 98-99, take a guess with how many points he finished with. 98-99, 134. Close, 127. Jesus. Then he had a dip because he only played in 63 games the next year. Um, that might have been a lockout year, I think. Was 2000 a lockout year or no? No, it was 95. Yeah, he just got hurt. He 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 might have got hurt then or something because he only played in sixty three games. He had ninety six points in sixty three games, so still pretty fucking impressive. Then the next year, he said, um, "Hold my jock, I'm back," uh, <laughs> and he had one hundred twenty one points. So imagine um, if he go to Russia though, all those points he would have. He screwed yeah. up, man. I, I guess he had his reasons for doing it, but man, I think he'd be close to he 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 he'd be sniffing it. I think he would. Maybe not totally, but like within a couple hundred, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then in the oh five oh six year, uh, his his I think his second year with New York, he had one hundred and twenty three points, um, and yeah, he was, he was made the All Star team. Breakaway uh, for second, the Bruins. Fin- oh, finished second in the Heart, and that's when he won the Ted Lindsay. Um, but yeah, no, you had a pretty insane year there. Um, Not bad, man. And, that, and he was in his mid thirties too. He was in his early thirties. <laughs> yeah, he played in yeah the o four o five season. Obviously, didn't happen. So o five o six, he came back to New York at thirty three and put up one hundred and twenty three points. And then the next year ninety six, the next year seventy one, and then he, uh, yeah, then he had that gap where he went to to Russia and then came back in eleven twelve. Yeah, he would be. I think he probably would have had. So uh, he probably would have had eight hundred plus goals. Many, he probably would have had over. Did he have like thousand points? He had nineteen. He had uh, nineteen twenty one. Nineteen twenty one, and Gretzky has what like twenty? Yeah, look it up. He'd be close. I think he he's probably the only guy We're that I think. We're doing it live. Jesus, I can't type. Uh, he had two thousand. Oh, Jesus Christ! Two thousand eight hundred fifty-seven points. So he needed. He was a thousand points behind. Okay, so he played. Let's say the say the lockout doesn't happen in oh four oh five, and he doesn't miss those four years. So that's like five hundred points. Okay, not exactly close, but like I mean, if he got to twenty four hundred points, like I'd say that's pretty good. And let's also take into account that Wayne Gretzky played when goaltenders were, you know. Doing eight out nine hour shifts in the coal mines before they suited up to yeah to play, to play uh, play I was playing play against it. the electricians and oh my god oh my oh no no oh no swimming out of the net no they missed no did they miss, did they miss oh this? did you oh see this my god. oh oh no way. come on that was it that was the that was it that was, that was it Chris this is the thing this is the fight and they're on the Bruins on a power play. Yeah, I think 
because where is he where is he on where is where's yager on the uh, i love how we had such a great episode it's just going up until now. the numbers completely unraveled uh where is where is yager because because Ovi just passed Yager on the all-time goals list, right? Close uh, to, yeah, something like that, right? Let me see. Um, so yeah, y- you have to think that Yager probably would have been second all-time if he. Cause I think that so, was second all-time, right? It is Gretzky at eight ninety-four, Howe at eight hundred one, uh, Ovi at seven eighty, and then Yager at seven sixty-six. So, so Yager you have would've... to think Yager would have definitely no, been second. I mean, yeah, honestly, Yager doesn't have the assist to put up to compete with Gretzky. He's like eight hundred assists behind. He probably could have been close in goals. I think he might have beat him in goals. I think he, he might beat him in goals. Man, son, it would have been real close, man. Yeah, I mean Gretzky. Yeah, that's the thing. Gretzky's assist numbers are better than some guys' careers. You know, yeah, all time. I mean, Gret. Yeah, if you take away Gretzky's goals, he still had more points. He still had more points than Yager. <laughs> Total points. Like if you just took away, if you just took away, if you just took away his goals, he still had not. He finished with one thousand nine hundred sixty-three assist points. Yager finished with one thousand nine hundred twenty-one points total. Like just like still insane. That that honestly is one of the most impressive stats of all time for me. Is just like if you took away Gretzky's goals, he still has the most. I think still has the most points in the league. Casual. Yeah, what a what a, they call him. That's why he's the great one. Uh, but yeah, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Sorry that episode was off the rails. Just kidding. I'm not sorry for fucking shit. That we 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 love. The rails, I would say we love we love the off the rail segments. And and if really by, by we by we I mean Kevin and myself. Um, <laughs> Nobody else probably. Yeah, if no one else likes it. We don't care. My girlfriend Steph said she does, so shout out to her. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platforms you're listening to. Um, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You know, just make sure you throw us a subscribe, leave a five star review, uh, leave a five star rating. Give us if you're gonna say something, just say it. They pulled the goalie too early. They didn't pull the goalie. Too, who who pulled the goalie? No. Oh, the Rangers did not pull the goalie too early. We're not going to discuss this. Um, <laughs> leave us a five-star rating and write us a nice review. Um, make sure you follow the podcast at From Bell to Bell on Twitter. Uh, follow our personal accounts. Make sure you're tweeting at us. I, I, put, I put a vibe check today. No one answered. <laughs> Rude. The, whole che- the, po- the whole point of the vibe check is to check the vibe and no one answered. You just li- you can't like the tweet. Interact with me. I wanted to know what the vibe is. You got to um, do the vibe check. Come on. You got to do the vibe check. Um, so yeah, make sure. Uh, also, um, complete, just just another off the rail segment. Um, Ray Ferraro's got to change his at on on uh, Twitter. What is it? He's Ray Ferraro TSN. Oh, come on, Ray! Come on, Ray! You got to be a company man. Should we sign up as Ray Ferraro ESPN and then make him pay us? Oh, dude, let me make a, let me make a fucking. Oh, dude, let's make a fucking burner. First Ray Ferraro ESPN. Who's going to sue us first, Ray Ferraro or? Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody has it already. <laughs> Fuck. The bio is Ray Ferraro slash ESPN seven. You offer for the account. <laughs> Damn it, we're we're fucking late. Someone else Damn got no. this. Fuck. That guy's a genius. Uh, that guy's a genius. A fucking, what a fucking genius! All right, uh, we got to go. Damn There's it. five minutes left in this game, and we need goals, 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 <laughs> goals. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure you tune into this episode, and you already are since you made it to this part. So make sure you listen you. to next week because next week might be who knows. Uh, but yeah, Brett, Kevin, anything else? All good. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Ah!